As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey there, Colin. Midweek show. What's happening? We don't usually do these, but uh, I guess we're off of our lazy duffs this week. I suppose so. I feel like we just like gambling so much that uh, we're like, we got to do a midweek just so we can make picks and you know gamble and be degenerates. Well, and I think it's the first week maybe we've come off of a win where we didn't you know feel like hating ourselves. Yeah, enthusiasm is high. I will say this. I think one thing we didn't mention during our uh, post-game wrap-up from the South Carolina show that gives me a little pause is that I think lost in the shuffle of the big win over South Carolina on the road was that our offense was still pretty garbage in the second half. I mean, in the same way that it was against Vanderbilt, we we knocked in a couple of really weird field goals from Mevis, but that was it. I mean, almost all the other scoring was done in the first half, and I don't know what that says about this offense other than it's, you know, clearly inept, but. Um, well, it's, it's not fixed and that's why it's hard to pick Mizzou because yeah. you know, the defense is going to show up and in all likelihood, they'll probably give up less than 20 points, but you still have a quarterback who is extraordinarily limited and a coach who seems incredibly slow to make changes or adjustments to his offense. So not a great recipe for, sustained success there have been a few changes though thankfully eight weeks into the season and one thing i will mention too colin is they said yesterday that they're on pace to sell out for this game and faro has not been selling out over the last several years this season the fans have been showing up and i think you know there are certain websites and there are certain media outlets who have gone on and attacked the Mizzou fan base repeatedly. Well, only one in particular that I know about, but go ahead. Okay. Well, anyway, saying that they're not as good as other fan bases, that they're blasé, that they're, it's it's as if somehow losing doesn't impact all fan bases, but whatever. And uh, we're four and four and not particularly looking great. And we're about to sell out a game against Kentucky. You know what I mean? Like this is the good on you fans. That's, that's real fan support. So I think it's worth noting that, uh, there's nothing particularly abnormal about Mizzou's fan base. We're not worse than any other fan base. We're coming to these games. We want, we're begging for a reason to care is what it comes down to. You know, we had one big win and we're coming to the games. Just give us an, a morsel of something to sustain ourselves and we will be a fan base. You can't just kick us in the dick over and over and over and expect sellouts, but give us anything and we'll be a good dog. Yeah, we're like a, I mean, we're like a, a man with self-respect who's being friend-zoned. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, you, can, you can only go to a girl's house and watch a movie so many times and not get a little uh, chugging and tugging before you be like, oh, you know, I'm not going over there to watch watch movies anymore. You know, like, yeah. she's obviously not interested in me. All she does is talk about that guy from work. Mm-hmm. She wants to, you know. Gargle his jizz. Yeah, there you go. That's what I, exactly what I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So, 
Mizzou fans are like that. We're like, hey, we're not going to keep showing up to not get a little tugging and chugging. You know what I mean? Like, we're not going to do that. We got some self respect. Yeah, we don't want to see the end of this Netflix movie. You're not going to at least give us a good dry hump. We're not showing back up. <laughs> yeah, we want Netflix to say, "Are you still watching?" You're going to make us cream our jeans. We'll keep showing. That's right. And right now, I think that's probably. Uh, analogous to what is happening. I mean, this isn't great sex. This football team is not great sex. Mm-hmm. This but, football team is is a dry hump that leads to a painful orgasm. Yeah, you a, got denim burns on your cock, but you did come. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And it's it's so much better than the alternative. <laughs> you know, for real, for real. Mm-hmm. She could just you know talked about her, her the guy from work she likes and. Um, you could have just watched a really bad movie and and then gotten no and there was no coming involved at all. But yeah. we got to cream our jeans last week. But in the night, I hope we get to cream our jeans this week. Yeah. Maybe maybe we'll get to see Sam Horn and she'll actually take it out. Yeah, maybe it'll out outside the zipper action. <laughs> you betcha. You betcha. I think these are great analogies. <laughs> I don't think any other show covering Mizzou football is going to be as spot on with their analysis. We've been getting too many awkward end of the night hugs. Yes. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. And you can't expect fans to keep showing up for an ass out hug where they, they hug you, but just around the shoulder and they put their butt away from you. They don't want their genitals anywhere near your genitals. Yeah. Like, that's the kind of, that's the kind of hug the Mizzou football has been getting its fan base. And then Drinkwitz comes out of his post game press conference and says, I just appreciate your friendship so much. You're like my brother. Yeah. Uh, that's right. We definitely like fan base. Like we don't want to be your brother. No, that's not what we're here for. We want to want to have your uh, hit the limit because we want to do some sinning. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We want to pin those ankles back. That's right. Grab ankle drink. Hopefully this weekend, no grinning, lots of linen. Yeah, that's right. Well, Colin, we have I guess in our midweek show, besides wonderful analogies, we have uh, Caleb the Twink will be making some picks. For the oh, first time. Great. Well, we'll see if it's great. I mean, this, this is trial run. You know what I mean? Let's not uh, call it yeah, great well, yet. Well, I just mean it's it's great that we have someone who is a degenerate gambler that we can call and uh, and get picks for our, our fans and, and get them rich. Make them some sweet, sweet do re me. And it, I hope it works out because we're running out of Caleb's. Yeah, that's true. This is the last Caleb I know. And then, of course, I think we have an old guest, an old friend who's coming on the show. Who's that, Brennan? Well, I, I don't know. We have a bit of a tradition. I think every single year we've ever played oh. Kentucky. Oh. We have, well, I'd say one of the biggest Kentucky Wildcat fans that I know of. Yeah, the biggest that I know. Yeah. Colonel Harlan Sanders. Uh, you might know him from the KFC restaurant oh, franchise. Terrific. He, he loves chicken, and he loves the Kentucky Wildcats. And, you know, they've been on quite a run lately. I mean, they've had Mizzou's number several times. And, you know, he's, he's been excited about this football team and many other things. Yep, sure. All right. Man of many passions. (laughs) That's true enough. Should we get into it now then? We should. All right. Let's do it. M-I-Z. Go you. Gonna throw it. Slam. This bug's for you, Mizzou. They are carving up this LSU defense. It don't get no better than that, man. Cook throws the deep ball and it's wide open. Inside the 30, Lovett makes a move. Stretch the field to the wide side. Here's Burden, the elusive freshman. Stays on his feet. He will take it to the end zone. What a drive for Missouri.
This is the Mazzotcast. All right, we haven't done a midweek show all season long, but uh, now we've got Caleb the Twink on the line, and uh, this is the first time we're going to make some picks like we used to do in years past. You ready to do this, Caleb? Yes, sir. Okay, well, we're going to uh, play the amended theme song for uh, Caleb the Twink. It's the balding lady pleaser. It's the best picks of the week. All you sons of bitches get rich with the man. Twink, 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 twink. Who have you got this week, Caleb? What are you? What are you liking? Honestly, we talked about it a little bit on the show. Bama's still laying thirteen, and I think Bama's gonna win by at least two touchdowns. Honestly, I know it's LSU, and you're going to LSU, but Bama six, Bama bad. <laughs> yeah, LSU looks like a flawed team to me. I mean, it's a pretty big line. I don't know if I'm comfortable with it, but you're happy at 13 taking Bama. I'll take Bama 13, yeah. definitely. Certainly, that'll make the Paul Feinbot happy. I'll drink to that. <laughs> All right, who? What else have you got? Curious if Kansas got their quarterback. I wanted to throw a Kansas bet in there. But I'm not sure if they got their quarterback, that Jaden Daniels, back. Oklahoma State's only getting like two points on them. And I'm like, fucking cash out on that one. I don't care whether the quarterback's back or not. I take that. Yeah, we still got a coach in the mullet. So, yeah, we'll ride with that one. Always in favor of betting against Kansas. I mean, why not? Oklahoma State, coached by a guy with a glorious mullet. I think they just come off a tough loss as well, actually. Yeah, they just ooh, got blanked by Kansas State. Yeah. So KU is most likely going to be the neighbor that pays for that. Yeah, I think you're right. Let me ask you about the Liberty Arkansas game because Liberty's seven and one, Arkansas's five and three. It's obviously in Fayetteville, three p.m. SEC Network. Arkansas, I've got them giving up thirteen and a half, nearly two touchdowns over Liberty. Arkansas scores a lot of points. I mean, honestly, it looks like take Arkansas, man. You know what I mean? Like I think they're going to kill Liberty. But maybe I'm wrong. I obviously haven't watched a minute of Liberty football. Well, it looks like uh, Liberty just played BYU and absolutely destroyed them. Yeah. You know what they have in common with uh, Arkansas? They both destroyed BYU. Yeah. And let's see. Yeah, Liberty was at home doing that, and Arkansas went on the road and did it. So that makes up two touchdowns in my book. So I'm uh, completely okay with that. I say take Arkansas 13 and a half. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about this Georgia-Tennessee game. It's the matchup of the year, possibly. Crazy thing to me, Georgia, while at home, is giving up eight points to a white-hot number one in the country Tennessee team. It's like you mentioned last week. How can they be number one in the country and be getting eight points? I can't believe that. I really can't, which I'm going to tell you, that's my uh, lead pipe lock of the week. Yeah, Lana lead pipe. points. And I mean lead pipe that baby. It's a lot of lead pipe. Oh, pussy. What would your money say? But also, if you got big nuts, put a hundo on the money line and bring home $250. Because Tennessee has just as good a chance as Georgia to win this game. I agree. Money line bet smells tasty. Yeah, you're not going to see a 1-3 and in an 8-point spread very often. Unless Alabama's just on top of the world again. That's true. That's a weird line. Then I guess that'll take us to our final game. Caleb, I've got to ask you because they are our beloved Missouri Tigers. They're hosting the Kentucky Wildcats, 11 o'clock start on SEC Network. Kentucky's 5-3, Missouri's 4-4. Kentucky coming off a 
embarrassing loss to Tennessee while Missouri had a glorious victory over South Carolina. Kentucky's just getting a point and a half on the road. Who do you like in this? I like Mizzou because they're my team. I don't like this spread. Mizzou's at home. Would love to see him do it. It's going to be a tough game. But if you're a betting man and you've got serious issues like me, lay a little money on your home team. Take the Tigers and throw a point and a half on for good measure. Yeah, go to, uh, let's see what time's this game. Yeah, you're not going to make Saturday night fast before you, but uh, if you could just send up a couple prayers for the Tigers, yeah, we appreciate it. Have you looked at the money line? Which is the better bet when the lines are this close? Oh, honestly, uh, I mean, if your bookie's a real prick like mine, lay the money line because they're going to get their juice. Yeah, cheat the bookie, take the money line. It's always the best. All right, Caleb, we're going to be tracking your progress as we go on through the rest of this, the second half of this season, so we can see if you're worth a shit at your gambling and uh, whether you can make our fans any money. Well, I'll definitely uh, beat a Kansas quarter unlike that idiot (laughs) (laughs) K-Bob. Caleb the great my ass. Oh, what an idiot. Yeah, he sucks. Well, uh, we'll check in with him and see how you did. Hey, thanks, Brain Dog. All right, keep grinding out there. Keep hammering. Yep, I'm gonna get back to hammer. Twink. Pick of the week. I get to thinking about and I'm caught up in Joining us on the show now is an old friend of the show, Colonel Harlan Sanders. Welcome back, Colonel. Oh, how you doing, boys? I say, I say, how you doing? <laughs> doing pretty good. It sounds like you're doing well as well. Oh, boy, I say, I'm not doing well. I say, uh, the, the Kentucky Wildcats are five on three. Yes. And uh, we're living on top of the world back at play. The lowly Missouri Tigers, and I think you guys know all about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, Kentucky's had us for a little while, and Mark Stoops got that program in the right direction. But uh, Oh, Mr. Mark, he's a, he's a fine, he's a fine football coach. They've got Kentucky's hopes high, but uh, it's been a little bit of a rougher year this year than it has in the past. Like I said, 5-3. and three. Missouri is facing the Wildcats in Columbia. Honestly, Colonel, the Tigers are kind of hopeful that this might actually come out as a Mizzou win. What do you think about that? Oh, I don't know about that now. I say, I say, I certainly hope not because it's, it, I mean, it's been a little bit of a, a rough year for the Colonel. So, I, I mean, I certainly don't think I can handle a Mizzou win. I just don't, I say, I, I mean, I really, I mean, I appreciate that you boys would like it, but it's, it'd be awful tough on me. What's, what you say, it's been a rough year for you? It's, it's, I've lost a lot of friends and uh, I've had to suffer a lot of swings and arrows. What's the matter? Year. Well, my good friend, all Jeffrey Epstein, his, his name's been drugged through the mud. And don't get me wrong, I mean, I understand that Jeffrey had some peccadillos that weren't so, I mean, what viewed it maybe in the way, but he, I barely knew the man, honestly, but I did like him. Oh, is that right? But, you, so you have a connection yeah. to Jeffrey Epstein. Well, listen, he may have been in my wedding, but he was the last choice of groomsmen. Oh, okay, so, so you must have been close then. Well, not I would not say close. Close is the wrong word. I mean, but he was godfather to two of my children. Okay. But... We were not that close. Oh. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, after a big Kentucky win, we used to like going out for some fried chicken 
with herbs and spices and leaving a pile of rope on the forehead of a prostitute. Oh, boy. Well, Colonel, I mean, there have been some terrible things mentioned about Jeffrey Epstein. I mean, his his private sex island, the underage prostitutes, Listen, the uh, all, sex I trafficking. I do not contone any of it. I, I, uh, I, I uh, cast off Jeffrey Epstein. You know, like I, I miss him. I miss him terribly. But I, but I don't condone anything. And if he was alive today, <laughs> wink, wink, I would definitely, I would definitely uh, ostracize him. Ostracize so other friends. <laughs> I, yeah, sure, sure. I've got, uh, I've got lots of other friends. Like for instance, uh, Kyrie Irving. Okay. And uh, <laughs> Elon Musk. Yeah. And uh, Kanye West, all of which are fine, upstanding people who are uh, deserving of friendship and admiration. And so I have those people. Oh, and don't forget my best friend, Mr. Hugh Freeze. Okay. <laughs> Colonel, do you watch the news often? Not really. I mean, I spend a lot of time making chicken, boys. I think you know that. My biscuits, my gravy, my, my chicken, potatoes, they're all they're, they're beautiful and they're delicious. And there's a reason for that. It's because I put my nose to the stone yeah. and I'm continuously working when I'm not collecting the most erotic, barely legal pornography available online. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, I was just going to say, it, it does sound like you, you find a little time out of your chicken-making day to make friends with some very suspect characters. I don't, I, I see, I see, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not going to get into it. I am not going to get into it. Listen, guys, I mean, I, it's not all chicken. I'd be lying if I said it was. I mean, I also have an island, and it's not a Jeffrey Epstein island, though it is adjacent. Okay. It's a, you know, it, it, but uh, I do spend a great deal of time Okay, just to relax, I assume. Clothing optional, boys. Clothing optional. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm not even going to ask you about what goes on on your private island that is adjacent to Jeffrey Epstein's. Well, I tell you, who I also miss, and I haven't seen in a long time. And I, again, I don't watch the news, but that fella from Subway, what was his name, Jared? Oh my God! Come over all the time. What a hoot that guy was. Colonel, Colonel, good lord, you are getting into areas that I am not comfortable with. What are you talking about, boys? He was just a good fella, a good time. Something about you fast food people that's a little disturbing. Are you talking about the yoga mat meat they put in Subway bread? I mean, I do find that disturbing. Well, that isn't, that isn't great, but it's uh, <laughs> honestly, it's not the worst. It's not the worst thing. Uh, let's move on to talk about football, Coach. I think we have gotten a little bit um, off topic. I couldn't agree more. The Wildcats are uh, playing on the road against Missouri. What do you think the Tigers need to look out for from this Kentucky team? Well, this Kentucky team is a is a dangerous team. It's like a, a large-bodied Nubian prostitute whose skin glistens with sweat, and, and you just feel that pulsating pulse in your groin area. Your blood's boiling, and you can just feel Oh, that's what this Kentucky team is, and it's a, it's a scary proposition for, for any football team. Oh, whew. sorry, boys. Get to catch a bit of female. Yeah, it's like you did. Maybe you need to take your blood pressure medicine, Colonel. I guess the Tigers will have to watch out for that. They certainly will. <laughs> well, do you have any predictions for us uh, for this, the outcome of oh, this game? I, cer- I certainly do. I, I do know you'll have that that uh, uh, Brady Cook fellow playing quarterback, and I do happen to know he is an awful quarterback. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb and say that you guys will score ten points in Kentucky. We'll score 24. 24 to 10 Wildcats is Colonel's prediction. It's a big Kentucky win. I think Kentucky is only favored by a point and a half on the road. But, uh, ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. I can see Kentucky scoring a point forever. Urban spice in my chicken. 
<laughs> well, Colonel, I uh, I really don't feel like I'm getting a lot of football knowledge from you here, but the information I do get from you is, it, frankly, it's, it's shaking me to my core. I mean, it's always been a little suspect when we've talked, but this has been some of the most disturbing <laughs> conversations I think we've ever had. Oh, 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 you boys over there at the Mazarcast, y'all. You know, you're a bunch of couple of snowflakes, I guess. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just spitting game or what have you with the boy. Uh, anyway, I see, I see. I understand though, and it's always good to talk to you. I hope you call next year. Well, oh, hey, oh, got to hold on, boys. We just got a text message from Hugh Freeze. Oh, it's a picture. Well, that's a whore's ass. <laughs> He'll do that. Anyway, yeah. Oh, now he's calling, boys. I gotta go. All right, all right. You better take that. Good to talk to you again, Colonel. Thank you, thank you, boys. Hey, you. How you doing, yo dog? <laughs> oh, I know you do. I'm Colonel Harold Sanders, and I'd like to tell you a little bit about my Kentucky Fried Chicken. Hey, you two coming? You go ahead, honey. I want to talk to these folks a little bit longer. Now, I said Kentucky Fried Chicken. There's only one way to cook Colonel Sanders' Kentucky Fried Chicken, and that's my way. We always use plump, young broilers, always fresh, never frozen chicken. It's cut in pieces, and each piece is dipped in milk and egg wash, then into seasoned flour, in which we have the 11 different spices and herbs for flavor. One more thing, folks. It's the only way that you're going to get chicken that is finger-licking good. And I'd be mighty proud to have you try Colonel Sanders' Kentucky Fried Chicken. Mighty proud. Excuse me, Mother, will you please? <laughs> hey, look at there. Didn't I tell you it was finger-licking good? <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken. If you want Kentucky Fried Chicken, you have to visit me. All right, Colin, I think we mentioned that if Missouri was going to make a bowl, this was really their best shot at getting win number five after blowing several of them. Do you think there's a realistic shot here? Do you think we can win this one? I mean, there's a realistic shot. I mean, but it all comes to, you know, do we get first half Brady Cook? And is first half Brady Cook score enough points to uh, for our defense to keep Kentucky off the board the second half? Or, you know, is this the game perhaps that Brinkwitz makes the decision to place anyone else? He runs sort of with reckless abandon. I mean, I, he earns the name Tough Heart, you know, because when he does run, he's not a guy who slides. And no. so I just I just kind of expect one point, you know, Drinkwood's hand is going to be forced. Jesus. With all that stuff being pretty unpredictable, I'd still have to give the edge to Kentucky. I uh, I worry about Mevis, man. I mean, I don't – the guy we talked about on the show, but, like, he's making these 50-yarders. I mean, granted, the one he made against South Carolina was a, it was a wonky kick, but it went through the uprights. you got to give him credit for that. But then, like, he's missing 26 yards, 25 yards. Anything under 30 is suspect. And, he, I mean, he's missed multiple kicks now. And we need those kicks, you know what I mean? Like, we cannot get in the end zone, particularly in the second half. We can't have our kicker go to shit, too. It's already cost us games. So, I mean, there's so many ifs about this team. I mean, I do think, from a talent side of things, we have the talent to win this game. No question. No question. Yeah, it's it's whether will that talent be on the field. And, uh, and then, will that talent perform a kicker? And you know that I am lower on Drinkwitz than you are. But the fact that we have the talent to win – but I'm still having major questions because of the execution. That's a that's a coaching issue. You know what I mean? Like that's a problem, especially eight nine weeks into the season. Drinkwitz in his last press conference said we're finding our identity, and even in the press conference, they're like, oh, shouldn't that have happened? Not you know, two thirds of the way through the football season. Yeah, maybe not in your third season. He also mentioned that uh, Blake Baker is they're working on an extension for him. 
uh, which is nice. Yeah, that is good to hear. I mean, they're going to have to get, I mean, they're going to have to jump on that fast because granted it's only been one year, but the turnaround has been dramatic and there's going to be a lot of teams with bad defenses that are going to be looking for help in that front. And I mean, Auburn's going to have an entire new coaching staff soon and they're going to want to fill out that, uh, roster with assistant coaches and Blake Becker's name is going to be bandied about all over this league and potentially others so you know we got to lock him down one way or another I don't know if Missouri can lock him yeah. down well and it's especially important if you look down his coaching tree where he's been who he's worked with and then you look at what those you know those guys are any of those guys going to be getting a new job or replacing people on their staff and that's really what the big concern is always of those pre-existing relationships and how they affect the hiring cycle you know, Blake Baker, let's say in five years, Blake Baker is a head coach. Anybody that's on this Mizzou staff, especially the defensive staff, might get a job. You know, that's just the way these coaches work. You get to know somebody, they get to know your system, you get to know theirs, and that's who you end up hiring. And yeah. if you're like a guy like Drakewitz, and you don't really have a coaching tree because you've only been to App State, then you, you just you hire Blake Baker. <laughs> but mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, Blake Baker's deepest roots, I think, are in Miami. I'm hoping that uh... – just being unfamiliar to some of the coaches around will help us retain him at least another year. But I mean, this is a problem yeah, for well, down the I road. Think, That's the problem for down the road. Yeah. Well, I think that anybody you ask who's been to both Missouri and Miami, everyone would much prefer Missouri. Sure. Yeah. The climate here, uh, the yeah. culture. Sure. The bikini like weather. Long gray winters. Mm-hmm. It is a great place to be. If you like long tanned legs and bikinis, gross. You know, yeah, who wants that? Miami. I don't know. I think I picked Missouri during our uh, weekend show, and I'm going to stick to that. I do think Missouri's got what it takes to win, but they just have to refrain from fucking backbreaking mistakes, and that has been problematic. And I, again, even in the South Carolina game, when we got the ball on the 11 yard line and could not a poke it in for a touchdown, and b hit a 20 fucking yard field goal and came away with zero points. First of all, our defense had to be pulling their goddamn hair out, and Two, like, that could have been consequential. It, it Ultimately, South Carolina was so bad it wasn't consequential, but those are the kind of things that destroy games and seasons. And we haven't had a game where we didn't do something like that. You know, yeah. we got I, to. I think in this game it's going to be important to score either a defensive touchdown or a special teams touchdown. Yeah. The okay. offense is going to need a little help to get over the hump. And so um, let's, let's pray for one of those things to happen. Yeah. Will Levis has not been great since he's come back from injury. Hopefully that will continue. This defense has made quarterbacks look bad before. They sure have. I got the Colonel's prediction for this score, and frankly, I'm shaken to my core having talked to him. But um, you got any predictions? He takes us to some dark places. Yeah, darker than I ever would have expected. Yeah, no, I feel like the Colonel's a good man at heart. (laughs) You're a generous soul. (laughs) Well, I said in the um, weekend show – I'm picking Missouri. I've cooled on that pick a bit because I was really feeling the enthusiasm from that win. But I still think they can win. I still want them to win. I still think our defense is good enough to uh, will us to victory and uh, almost against any opponent except possibly Tennessee. Um, even I know Arkansas scores a lot of points too, but I could see Missouri you know, shutting down the Arkansas offense. I just can't see them shutting down the Tennessee offense. They definitely could have their way with the Kentucky offense. So we could just score, like I said, we can get a, maybe a, a couple scores, 14 points, and then get something extra from the special teams or the defense. I think there's definitely a chance we could pull it off. 
Yeah, I um, I picked Missouri in the post game show too. I still stand by that. I mean, Frank, I'm a Missouri fan. I got to root for him to win at some point, and this is the one, right? And I I think one thing that's positive is Drinkwood said in his press conference that you know part of the identity that they've discovered is that they are they this is a team that relies on its defense. The defense is the identity of this team, and the offense has to do enough to support that and get the win. And frankly, that's exactly right. You know, this is an offense that. Somehow manufactured a beautiful 96-yard drive in the first quarter against South Carolina and looked ultimate, looked very, very competent. But we cannot count on that offense because it doesn't always show up and it didn't even show up in that game consistently. But the defense was there consistently and has been there consistently all year long. And at one point, I think we thought, well, maybe this is a fluke. The defense played well this game, but, you know, we'll see. Man, we've played good teams. we played bad teams. We're well into the season. We're two-thirds of the way into this season. And all they've ever done is play well. And if that continues, it's going to keep us in any game. And Kentucky ain't Georgia, you know what I mean? So go Tigers. I think we're going to win this son of a bitch. I'm going to say, I don't remember what the score was I picked in the postgame show, but I'm going to dangerously say 23-17. I'll take it. All right. On that note, Colin, uh, I guess I'll see you on the weekend, hopefully after a Tiger W, M-I-Z. G-O-U. Yeah, you a- got denim burns on your cock, but you did come.